Well, hey everyone, thanks for checking out this message from Journey Church. These resources are so awesome to have when you're out in nature like we are and you gotta go be outside on these nice days. However, we want you to know that there is nothing better than true fellowship with believers and live worship with your fellow Christians. So be sure to use this message only in conjunction with getting fed in a community of believers. Hey, we also want you to get connected with us, so be sure to text the word CONNECT to 307-271-9160 so that you can stay in the loop with everything happening at Journey Church and get notifications about upcoming events. Hey, we pray that this message encourages you and inspires you as you continue this life on your walk with Jesus. Good morning. My name is Pastor Grant. I'm one of the pastors here at Journey Church. It is my pleasure and honor to be here this morning with you. Um, yes, let me encourage you to get into a small group, a life group. We call them life groups here. Um, if you're interested at all, I'm the dude you need to talk to. Please shoot me an email. Um, you can find the email on our website or I can give you a card afterwards, whichever works best for you. So Pastor Aaron wanted me to encourage me to encourage you to keep up the 30-day challenge. Okay, so back the first of the year, we talked about intentional fasting, intentional time in the Word, intentional, you know, getting some of the distractions out of your life and being more intentional with our walk. And so he gave us a 30-day challenge to do so. Um, how's that going? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, there's one. Yeah, good job. Um, no, and it doesn't matter. Honestly, it's a great time to start. If you've kind of fallen, that's all right. Stand back up, right? Get back up. It's okay. It's okay. It's not some legalistic thing or something you have to, you know, perform, perform, perform. It's just, it was just a challenge from Pastor Aaron for all of us to get intentional in what we're, and, you know, get serious about this, get serious about the Bible. Um, anyway, so I have that. So welcome. I have, do have a couple announcements for you this morning. Um, one of them is about men's ministry. Um, coming up February 4th, we have a, a night, 5.30 to 8 o'clock at night uh, on a Saturday the 4th of February. We're having Overcoming Fear in the New Year. Uh, chili dinner with a splash of teaching. I don't get the dude in the chili, but whatever. Um, so... Chances are, I hear there's going to be like a chili cook-off, like a contest of some sort. So, I don't know. Show up for that. Anyway, it's a great way to get plugged into the men of the church. Uh, there's a sign-up in the entryway for that, if, or get a hold of me at, if you're interested in that at all. And, if you gave here to Journey Church last year, thank you. If you gave through Rebel Give, your receipt's available on the web website or the app. If you gave through Cash or Check, please... Email uh, the finances at journeychurchgillette.com and we will get back to you. So now I get to give the message, but let's pray first. God, you are moving amongst us. We see you working. We see you moving. We feel that. And God, even when we don't feel it, you're still working. We sang that. Do we believe it? We sing, we've seen you move mountains. Help us to believe that, God. God, in this moment, go before me. I'm but a dude, I'm but a human. I try the best I can to rightly divide what you have to say today, to rightly divide your word, the scripture. 
overcome that, God. Speak to people's hearts. You are here with us, and we worship you. You are here with us. Thank you for being here with us. So, God, as we look into your word this morning, may it be what you have to say, not what I have to say. May your spirit, your spirit, the Holy Spirit, speak to people's hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, again, welcome to Journey Church. Today's sermon is Born Again. Are you born again? So today I'm going to start with a very familiar verse, maybe too familiar at times. And for those of you that were here last week, this is the verse that Stephen closed with last week. And as he's closing with that verse, I'm like, dude, are you reading my notes? I mean, what's, what's, what's going on? But anyway, it's still a great verse. John 3, 16. For God so loved. So I'm actually going to read John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him, in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. John three sixteen, We've seen it at ball games, right? We've seen the placards. We probably, we might even have it on our wall. We might have, that verse is, and rightfully so, very, 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 very familiar to us. Maybe too familiar. Chances are most of us can quote John three sixteen. But, can you quote John 3, 3? Can you quote John 3, 3? Allow me to read that one to you. Jesus answered him, Nicodemus, Jesus answered him, saying, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Do you want to see the kingdom of God? You must be born again. That simple, yet that profound, right? If I'm I'm reading that correctly, and I believe I am, it's not just enough to say, yeah, I believe in God. Nope, you must be born again. You know, through my life, through your life, I'm sure you've had many conversations about this with people, right? And, you, you know, the conversation can go somewhat like this. Well, yeah, that's good for you, but you know, you know, God is love and God loves me and, you know, and I love God and so we're good, right? Or, you know, that whole Jesus thing, that whole Bible thing, that whole Christian thing, that, you know, that's, that's good for you. Aren't you cute? You want a cookie, you know? But, you know, good for you, but I have, I have my own reality, so I'm good. Or, this is my favorite, you know, you do you, and I'll do me, right? Aren't, yeah, we're good, right? Nope. It's not how it works. That is not how it works. You must be born again. You must. John chapter 3, I'm going to read verses 1 through 15. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, 
We know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things unless God is with him. Jesus answered him. I love how Jesus answers. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he, not, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born when he's old? How can he enter another time into his mother's womb to be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say this to you, that you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said, how can these things be? Jesus answered, are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you don't understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we've seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I had told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Born again, born of the Spirit, born from above. Very, very, very familiar part of Scripture. Maybe too familiar at times, right? But I, don't, I just don't want to assume that we all know this. I just don't want to assume that everybody sitting here knows we must be born again. And if I had one chance, if I had one chance to have one conversation with you, it would be this. You must be born again. So kind of where I find myself and kind of the, 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 kind of the premise for this sermon and kind of the trigger, if you will, in my life, what put me on this quest, this journey to kind of explore this myself, is this. Last fall, me and a couple friends from Journey Church here were down in Colorado at a weekend Christian men's conference. Okay, wasn't a church plant conference, wasn't a pastor's conference. It was a Christian men's ministry conference. Great, great, great conference. About 500 guys there from all over the United States, all over the world. And it was almost more than I could take. And here's what I mean. Well, there's 500 guys here. I've got to meet them all. Right? There's 500 guys here. They all need to know my name or at least get a hug or a high five from me, right? My friends are like, Grant, you don't have to meet them all. <laughs> yeah, but I can try, right? <laughs> but I can try. So I met in my time there, I met Josh from Kansas City. Josh was all by himself. Josh needed a, a hug and encouragement. At the end of the conference, Josh was glowing. I met Steve from Seattle, great guy. I met Austin from Austin. Okay, that's not true, but that would have been cool, right? It would have been easy to remember that dude, okay. But again, 500 men, right? It was just an amazing, amazing weekend. So I, as, as I was journeying through the crowd, if you will, wandering through the crowd, meeting as many people as I could, um, as God would have it, Amongst all those men, there was this moment of time, just me and one dude, just me and him, like we're the only ones there. 
Uh, turns out he's from one of my old stomping grounds. So we got talking. We got talking about each other's story. And, and I'm like, well, you know, where do you go to church? What do you do for a living? You know, what brings you here? I'm so glad you're here. Praise God you're here, et cetera, et cetera. And, I, and through the conversation, um, I asked him, I said, this might sound like an odd question, but here we go. I said, well, I'm assuming you're born again. And he said, what does that mean? And I was like, what do you mean, what does that mean? And I was like, what are we doing, church? What are we doing? Here's a dude that not every Sunday, so to speak, but was going to a Christian church and had never heard. You must be born again. Well, welcome. Here's what you're going to hear this morning. You must be born again. You must be born again. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? And if nothing else, you're going to hear that today. So those of us that are born again, one of the words we can use is, here's when I got saved. This is the moment that God, this is the moment that Jesus met me. I was born again, and now I'm saved. So are you saved? And if you're not, get saved. Well, how do I do that, you might say? Simple, but yet profound. Romans 10.9. Romans 10.9. If you confess with your mouth, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It really is that simple. It really is. But yet, it's indescribable, right? It's of the Spirit. So the other night, I'm having a conversation leading up to this sermon with some friends of mine. And I was asking them, okay, tell me about that. Tell me about that in your life. And this one lady, this one young lady was like, well, you know, it's like, kind of like this, but and it's kind of like, I just can't, I can't explain it. Yep, you're right. You can't. It is unexplainable. Almost like what Jesus says in John chapter, John chapter 3, starting in 6. That which is born of the flesh is, uh, is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said this to you, that you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone that is born of the Spirit. So it's like the wind. You, can, you can't see it. You can see the effects of the wind. You can hear the wind, right? But you don't know where it comes from. So it is with everyone that is born of the Spirit. Simple. There's no plan B. There is no plan B. If you have a plan B, it stands for bad. That's it. There is no plan B. Sorry. You might think you have one, and it might be good, but it's bad. You might be, you know, we've heard, well, you know, if I'm just a good person, or, you know, I haven't done anything really bad, whatever that means, 
Or, you know, if my good, the good that I do somehow outweighs the bad that I've done on some sliding scale, well, then we're good. Or, you know, I'm really good with my words and I'm really good at debating, so, you know, I'll talk my way in. Nope. It's not how it works. Sorry. Jesus in John 14, 6 says this. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What does that mean? Just what it says. No one. No one comes to the Father except those that come through Jesus. Talk about a controversial statement. As controversial as it was then, have you ever laid that somebody on that, that truth on somebody lately? Wow. Controversial, right? I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Ready for another one? Ready for another controversial statement? Someday, everyone will bow a knee and confess. Someday, everyone will bow a knee and confess that Jesus is Lord. This side or that side? We get to choose. Philippians chapter 2, verses, chapter 2, verse 9. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of our Father. Every knee. What does that mean? Everyone, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. That's a pretty good reason to get saved. That's a really, really good reason. That's a really good plan A. Every knee, every tongue, or to put it another way, born once, die twice. Born twice, die once. If you do not confess Jesus is Lord this side, you will die twice. You will die an earthly death and you will die a spiritual death. You just will. Born and then born again, you're just going to die an earthly death. And then you're in glory. That's the truth. There is no plan B. Born once, die twice. Born twice, die once. We gathered here yesterday for a memorial service, a celebration of life. I'm sharing this for free because a lot of them are sitting here. You want to talk about somebody that just exuded Jesus. There was no doubt, there was no doubt, whether you believed her or not, there was no doubt that woman loved Jesus and that woman bled Jesus. And you got to choose what to do with it, right? That's the way we should all live. You must be born again. Back to John chapter three, verses 20, 16 through 21. 
back to where we started. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved. There's that word. In order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him is condemned already because he's not believed in the name of the only son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than light because of their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. So here's the other side of the page. Do you believe? Do you believe what this says? Are you born again? Are you? And if you are, what are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? I'm not talking, I'm not talking about works-based salvation, right? That's not how this works. But what are you doing with your salvation? What are you doing because you're born again? And how are you living that out? So again, as I'm working through this sermon, I was reminded of a conversation that I had this time about 15 years ago. Route sales guy, retail world. So spent many times, much of my life in grocery stores, five days a week. I'm in the back store of a grocery store delivering product. So back there's the chip guy, the milk guy, the ice cream guy, the pizza guy, the soda guy. You know, we're all back there waiting to get our, our stuff checked in so we can do our thing, right? And many times found myself, as I'm waiting, in conversations with, with these people, kind of this camaraderie of, you know, we got to stick together, commiserate together, whatever, right? So one day, I'm back in a back room of Albertsons in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and there's myself, there's the soda guy, who is also a born-again believer, and there's the pizza guy. Well, pizza guy, pizza guy Don, good guy, great guy, um, not, not a jerk at all, but just, you know, a little bit misled, if you will. So we're back there talking, and, and, uh, and he's like, you don't really believe all that stuff, do you? I'm like, what stuff? He's like, well, you don't really believe all those stories. What stories? Oh, you know, those whole, all those stories in the Bible, you know, the one about Jesus walking on water. Yeah, I believe that. The one about Jesus feeding the 5,000. Yeah, absolutely, I believe that. Then he's like, then he says this, wait a minute, you're not one of those radical born-again Christians, are you? Absolutely. And he, and he just kind of went, Phew, and off he goes, you know? And, and I was like, what made him say that? What made him say that about me? Is it radical to believe this? Or is it just normal? Right? So what, did, what made him say that about me that day? And then part two of the question to myself is, would he still say that about me today? Am I still that radical born-again Christian, which should be normal, right? Or have, or have I become much more soft? 
Because trust me, he didn't mean it as a compliment. It was not meant as a compliment to me, but I took it as one. So am I still that radical born-again Christian? Or, you know, have I become much more civilized or domesticated or tame or soft? Or am I still willing to take risks? Am I still willing to lay it all on the line no matter what? Or not so much? Am I still that dude? What is the church for? What is this for? What do we gather for? To encourage one another, right? The gathering of the saints. We're here to disciple each other. We're here to teach each other. We're here to train each other. We're here to love each other. We're here to encourage each other. And we're here to reach the lost. We're here to reach the wounded. We're here to reach the sick. We're here to reach out to the dying. Because no matter how well they think they're doing, without Jesus, they're sick and they're dying. Are we willing to take those risks? Are we willing to risk or live a risk-taking faith? You know what? God might not ask you to do something radical and risky, but he might. He just might. He might just ask you to do something crazy. He might ask you to do something risky, even radical, whatever that means. But I do know this is what he wants. He wants a repentant heart and a surrendered life. No matter what he asks of you, he wants that. No matter what it might cost you, no matter the cost, it's worth it. Speaking of radical, speaking of not normal, speaking of all sold, all sold out, all in, Hebrews 11, commonly called the Hall of Faith, right? Go back and read the last part of Hebrews 11. Too many people to mention, it just calls them the others. Others were martyred. Others were, others were, others were, okay? It might inspire you. It might, it's certainly going to challenge you. It might even convict you. Hebrews 12. Therefore, given what you just read in Hebrews 11, Hebrews 12, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, every sin which clings so closely to us. Let us, let us, Run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him. I love that. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider Jesus, consider him, who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted in your struggle against sin you have not resisted to the point of shedding your own blood yeah but for the joy set before him he endured that for you and me what are we doing with it what are we doing with it Talk about radical. Talk about not normal. 
looking to Jesus as my example. Okay, I get it, Grant. But how, how do I know what God is asking of me? How do I know what, what, how do I fit myself in this story? How do I know? Well, what are you passionate about? What are your passions? What are you passionate about? Or to put it another way, what makes you tick and what ticks you off? What makes you tick and what ticks you off? There's your passions. That's what you're passionate about. Hopefully this makes you tick. Hopefully you're passionate about this. Hopefully this makes you tick. Hopefully you're passionate about this. But what ticks you off? Are you willing? Therein lies your passions. That's what you're passionate about. I'm not talking about hobbies. Hobbies are great. Don't get me wrong. They have their place. But I'm talking about kingdom of God passions. What makes you tick when it comes, when we're talking kingdom of God stuff, the church, what makes you tick and what ticks you off? Final question. Am I willing? Am I willing? When Jesus was walking the earth in his ministry through his preaching and his teaching and his his miracles, just the way he t- walked, the way he talked, the way he pray- prayed, the way he led, everything. He constantly, constantly was always bringing people to what I call crossroads moments. Everything he did, there was people around and they had to choose. Do I believe him? Do I not? Do I love him? Do I hate him? Am I willing to follow him? Do I want to kill him? Here's the beauty of it. He let them all choose. He didn't make anybody choose anything. He brought them to the crossroads moment of the truth, and he let them choose. And he's still doing that today. Right now, right here, he's asking, do you believe or do you not? You willing to follow me? Are you not? Are you willing? Are you willing? He lets us choose. So if you're here and you've never heard, I must be born again. Well, you have now. Are you willing? Are you willing to bow a knee to Jesus and confess with your mouth that he is Lord? Are you willing? Maybe you're stuck. Maybe you've been a Christian, you know, fill in the blank, a long time. And you're feeling kind of stuck, not sure what to do. Maybe God's laying on your heart, what's next? Are you willing? Maybe God's asking you to do something crazy. Are you willing? Maybe you're saying... Surely God would never require that much of anyone. He just might. He just might. So a couple quotes from a book. Do we look to God for our shallow longings and our creature comforts? Or are we willing to let God put us where we will do him the most good? Are we willing Are
Are we willing to survive on are we willing to survive on fish eggs and snails? Or do we demand caviar and escargot? Are we willing to survive on fish eggs and snails or do we demand caviar and escargot? In the book of Proverbs it says this, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. What side of the equation do you want to be on? What part of that story do you want to be on? God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. I don't know about you, but I know what side I want to be on. Please don't let this moment pass. Please talk to me, talk to someone, grab someone. This crossroads moment. Are you born again? And if you're not, are you willing? Or are you like stuck in your faith? Are you willing? Are you willing to let God breathe in some fresh wind and some fresh fire, a fresh commitment? Are you willing? Let me pray. God, I pray if there is anyone here that has never ever bowed their knee to you, Jesus, and confess with their mouth that you are Savior, that you are all that matters, that you are the only thing we live for. May today be that day for them. And if if this is that moment for them, God, I pray for them right now. They probably have more questions than answers right now. And they have a lot of stuff swimming in their head. And a lot of voices. I just pray for clarity. I pray, God, that your spirit, your truth, your voice speak louder than anything else. And today, they're willing to flush the pride and flush the ego and flush the baggage and simply confess and simply bow and simply surrender. And they stand up a new creation, new life, life in the spirit. And for those of us, God, that are sitting here, that are born again, that are trying to live that all in life, may you strengthen our hands. May you strengthen our, may you just give us energy beyond our strength. May your spirit pour into our spirit and just like, it's worth it. You can do this. Keep going. It's worth it. For your glory, God, not for my glory, not for anybody's glory. God, this is your church. You said you will build your church and you still are. Help us to be the body of Christ. Help us to love each other well. Help us to see people the way you see people. Help us to love people the way you love people. Help us to love people the way you love us. May we get ourselves out of the way, God. May we live that surrendered life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining. You are dismissed. Go in peace. Hey, thanks so much for checking out that message from Journey Church. We pray that it inspired you to trust the Lord, to treasure people, and to transform our world with the saving gospel message of Jesus Christ. If God is leading you to give to this ministry, 
be sure to head over to journeychurchgillette.com and hit the give icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Your generous contributions allow us to continue making content like this week after week. So thank you for your generosity so that we can keep spreading the message of Jesus Christ all over the internet. Hey, God bless you guys, and thanks for listening to this message.